Welcome everybody to the From Experience podcast, where we help you grow your business by learning from other people's experience. I'm Thomas Meister, and today we have the adventure lender, uh, Sean Herrero from the Bay Area in Danville. I'm here with my co-host, Mr. Eric Peterson. Dude, you just got back from London. How was Cambridge? It was phenomenal. I will, I will tell anybody, if you've never been to London or Cambridge, it's phenomenal. It's not what I expected. It was way better. Okay. All right. I'm sure we'll get more about that. Sean, how are you doing today? What's going on in your world? How's the weekend? Weekend was good. Uh, running around with kids. Got my little guy's birthday coming up in two days. So five-year-old birthday parties and whatnot. No London Ooh. for me. Very different experience, <laughs> but yeah, it was great. Nice. Cool. Well, have you... Go ahead. Sean, one day you're going to have to drop off that five-year-old somewhere and they're going to be... The next thing you know, they're 20. So enjoy it while you got it. I have a 19-year-old too. So I'm with you. Oh, there you go. <laughs> yeah, there you I go. got the spectrum. Nineteen fifteen five. It's probably difficult leaving your 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 kid in another country, Eric. <laughs> One of the most difficult things they've ever done. <laughs> there you go. No, cool. Uh, Sean, we met at the Ford event in Las Vegas, right? I think that you've created a really cool niche. Uh, you know, I've heard a lot of people talk about it, which is it's one thing to create content for yourself to try and build an in, you know, like a leadership brand, right? A personal brand but you're doing it for other people now, which is extremely cool. Like, first off, how did you get started in content creation, right? Like, where'd you get your inspiration? Like, what was your journey kind of getting into it? Yeah, um, I think I was lucky. I mean, I was a skateboard punk kid in high school and we were <laughs> making videos back then. Um, so I think that's kind of where, you know, when did I first pick up a camera was was back in high school, just playing around. And then really, um, Barry had... Beeb is who got me into video for the for business purposes uh, back in 2010. So anyone oh, who's wow. like jumping on video now is oh this is new. It's not new. That guy's been doing it forever. And he he I was lucky to have him mentor me. And he's like, sorry bud, you got to be on video. And I didn't want to. Didn't like how I looked. Didn't like how I sounded. Which is what all of us say. And he's like, doesn't matter. It is what it is. You have to start. And then you know I did it then. And then. It really progressed, uh, I'd say 2015 and on is when it really picked up. Dang. I, I want to ask real quick, what was that like, you know, back then when you first get started creating content? It, I think it's the same as it is now. It sucked. Like you don't want to, it's that uncomfort. You have to get comfortable being uncomfortable, right? And it was, it was overcoming that, but I'd say the process was far more difficult than it is now. Like there wasn't, I don't think I had an iPhone in 2010. Yeah. I, so it was, you know, webcam, there was no start and stop. It was always the awkward, is this recording? And then, <laughs> oh, like that was inevitable. You couldn't do anything about that. At, you know, well, you could, but it was much more complex than it is today. Um, and then you get numb to it and it just becomes second nature. And looking at this camera right now, I, in my head, I'm making con eye contact with both of you. Like that's what I see is me making yeah. eye contact with you guys. So, it so you're looking at the camera right now. You're not even looking at the screen where we are right, right now. There you go. Yep. I, yep. I started doing that. Uh, I, I did videography kind of when I was younger, like more photography professionally and a little bit of videography. So yeah, I feel like that comes more secondhand, but I definitely notice when people aren't looking at the camera myself, like when we're in a zoom meeting or on teams or something, Eric, are you looking at the screen or the camera? No, I'm looking at, look, I know I mostly look at the screen, but I have, I'm one of those people with AD, ADD so bad that I'm looking at the camera, but then I see you guys moving at the bottom of the screen and I, I want to keep looking at you and feel like I'm making great eye contact. But you know, what's funny is I can't remember. I, I remember being at a conference and somebody, 
this was probably around that same time, around that 2010, uh, maybe 2012, somewhere in there. And he was talking about video content, why it's so important. And he said, the number one excuse I always get is I don't like the way I look or sound. And he's like, but it's the way you look and it's the way you sound. And it's just getting used to it. I, I said, it, it took Tom, believe it or not, to push me to do this because I, same reason. But you're welcome. Once you get comfortable with that, it just, what's that? You're welcome. Thank you. Once you get comfortable with that, the rest of, the rest is pretty easy. But you know the the different ways people make content content is pretty interesting. Some go for obviously very funny, informative, like you just kind of name it. But I, I did want to ask you, tell us about the adventure lender. How did that come about, and what does that mean? Yeah, so I came up with that. Um, I guess probably 2016, 2017, I would say, um, and basically my Instagram. Before that was me doing what I love to do. I would, you know, it's probably 90% personal life. So I love rock climbing. I love free diving and spear fishing. Um, I just, I, I have to be moving It's the ADHD in me. Like I have to be doing something. Um, and that's kind of where people are like, whoa, you do all these really cool things. And I don't think they're really cool. Just kind of normal to me. Um, and everyone said how adventurous I was. And then when I, be I became a mortgage advisor in 2017, and I was driving to an event in Tahoe and I was thinking about, you know, what should it be? Like there's a, my friend Ben is Lend Pro, right? And I was just like, oh, it's, that's clever. Like he figured out a clever name for his Instagram that kind of shows what he does for a living, um, which is unique. And I was, I just, Adventure Lender popped into my head. I was like, oh, that's kind of catchy. Like they almost rhyme. And, and that's what it is. And, and to me, it, it's, it forces authenticity. I think lately I've been lendering more than adventuring. <laughs> but it's like, I need to, you know, I, I owe myself some adventures. So it's, I want to have that balance, but it's basically just a, a way for me to show here's who I am as a person. Um, I think people want to work with people they can relate to, or, you know, find interesting, I, which is weird to say, but um, those, that's what I do. I like to adventure and, and I'm a lender for a living. Yeah, no, I think people, I mean, I guess, Eric, to your point and Sean, what you honed in on, which is being authentic to yourself, right? So your viewers are going to want to see you anyway. Like uh, we just had Deborah Bird on and I think one of my favorite clips, right? Cause I created a clip so we could post it later, right? Like to send people to the video on YouTube. And one of my favorite ones where she talks about uh, that, she's kind of calling bullshit on people making that excuse now, which is that you don't look, you're, you're worried about your looks or you're worried about how you sound. It's, you just, you just don't want to do it, right? You just don't want to put your head down and grind. I, I mean, it's only gotten easier to your point, like you just mentioned, right? For anyone listening, you, your phone has the camera you need, right? There's a million places to get it edited. You could freaking go on Fiverr if you are that like untech savvy and have somebody do it for you. So yeah, no more excuses, guys. Like you really can't pull that in 2022 today. Um, it, was funny, it was funny about her her uh, conversation too. Is she comes off as like she just looks like somebody who's super nice, very sweet. But when you get into the conversation, you can tell she's somebody that doesn't put up with your shit. <laughs> Yeah, hundred percent. I I've met Deborah a couple of times. Her and her sister are awesome. And uh, but yes, there is a there is a type A behind those bright blue eyes. That's for sure. <laughs> oh yeah, I want to get to that because I again you you're helping people with that content creation part of this. Um, so let me I guess ask like value creation through content creation because you're helping a lot of your partners with this. And so one of the things that I like to promote is a lot of people feel like rate, speed, like their experience, like you, you name it, right? Like those things are their value. 
at the end of the day, like that's your job, right? Like, be, I hope you're good at your job, right? If you're not good for 30 days, guess what? They're not going to work, want to work with you after that. So why is it important in your opinion? Like, cause you're helping people today, right? Like, I don't know when the last content day you had was, but what are you, what are you kind of preaching right now to people who are getting into this? Like, why is it important? Yeah, it's um, great. So this is what I've always said, even when, you know, before I became a mortgage advisor in 2017, when mortgage advisors were my clients, when I was a wholesale rep, um, I was like, great rates, great service. That's not you. That's not good enough. That's barrier of entry. Like, okay, cool. You, you can do the bare minimum. So why should I use you? Right. And if you why can't you? answer that question, then you're in trouble. And, and I would say that for this market specifically right now, cause the, the, the pie is shrinking. So you need to get, grab much bigger pieces of it. Um, you can't really Instagram specifically has made it so easy to reach thousands of people with a short video that it's, it's not an option. And pre COVID, like before 2020, I was, my whole way of getting in with real estate agents is I'm a marketer. I'm not a sales guy. I'm a marketer. And if I could teach you how to market, you'll do more business. Um, I already know how to do my job. I'm really good at closing loans. I have great rates. I have great service. We're not going to talk about that because I'm so confident that piece of it, I'm going to show you how to do more. So it was all video messaging and marketing. And after, you know, really the first week of March, 2020, everyone was on Zoom. So you had no choice to be on video anymore. Didn't matter how you looked, didn't matter how you sounded, you're on video. And where I dropped the ball is I thought after this, everybody would just be comfortable on, on doing this. And, and everyone is right back where they started. So I think that shortcutting the process is, is really how I'm helping people. I've spent a lot of money and a lot of time figuring out uh, how to create videos for different media. The way you do YouTube is going to be different than the way you do Instagram or TikTok. Um, the way you do video messaging instead of marketing. So if you're, you know, I do updates throughout the transaction by video, that's going to be different. But if you understand the overall picture, um, you can shortcut the process. And that's what I try to do for people is look, here's what you need. I've bought 10 mics. These nine aren't, these nine are fine, but this is the one you want. Just make it simple for them. And then it helps them grow their brand faster. Definitely making it simple, I think helps. I've given so many people a link to my Amazon uh, like list yeah. where it's like, I created three tiers, level one, level two, level three. How complicated do you want it? Most people, it's just get the USB stuff. Like, yep. let's, let's not get into the, you know, DSLR territory where you're uh, barrier. It just raised the barrier to entry to your point. And, it, and it's not necessary with so much quality people have. Um, I wanted to ask real quick about managing the experience because I feel like, you know, back up just a little second, we were talking about those, those things that are kind of necessary and given, right? The, the end consumer, right? Like if we, you know, think about our, our target audience, right? So I think for you, it's, uh, I guess you're, who is your target audience for you personally, like at this stage of your career? Yeah, good. So I'd say three, it, primarily three people It's who I seem to help the most, uh, real estate agents, first time home buyers and veterans. Okay. Awesome. Okay, cool. So obviously, and you just mentioned it, right? Like the whole 2020 thing, like it's over. You don't have a choice anymore. That's a shame that people are just reverting to their old ways, but I guess I'm not surprised. Um, this basically is the equivalent of like wearing a suit now, wouldn't you say? Yeah, absolutely. That's a, that's actually a really good way to put it. Yeah, I think a lot of people over overthink it, but if you just keep it simple at the end of the day, it's like, would you show up to your client? Like, you know, really important meeting with flip-flops. I guess some people would, but <laughs> I mean, depends on where you, you, know, where you live, but... 
I think every everybody for the most part is doing a, at least a bare minimum of a decent job at some of this content. But every once in a while, I'll see somebody post something that is so cringeworthy. You can tell that they're they're not comfortable. They don't know what to say. And it just doesn't land right. I'm sure that you've dealt with a few of those. But about how, how much time do you think it takes or how many attempts before somebody starts to feel comfortable and it comes off a little bit more natural than anything else? I think it depends on the person and then their consistency. So the more you do it, the better you'll, you'll get period. Right. But, uh, my mom is a mortgage lender and, uh, she made a video that I saw on Instagram and it was, it was cringy for me to watch. My sister showed it to me and I was like, I'm proud of her for trying. Right. But it, it just wasn't, the message was lost. And I was like, nobody and the internet's very honest, right? Though it had one like, and it was from my wife and it had like 160 people viewed it. And so I, I saw that as an opportunity to help her. And so I, I was like, there's a good story here. Like there's a really good message that could benefit a lot of people. I'm going to find it. And I extracted the story. I used mortgage coach to help me figure out what the story was. And it was basically a rent versus zone. These people spent $800,000 in rent over 23 years. Um, they got kicked out of their house because the landlord wanted to cash in with the value increases we've seen. And uh, if it wasn't for them getting kicked out, they never would have taken a step towards homeownership. So I basically extracted that story, wrote out, uh, I hate the word script, but I wrote it out in, in short form way for her to say it and simplify the process. And I had her come to my office. We recorded, you know, I think three or five short form videos. We did that one last. From the first video she did to that video, there was a transformation. So it only took three videos. And that video had 4,000 views within the first two hours. She had real estate agents reaching out to her. She's like, what do I do? They're, they're messaging me and I don't know what to, I'm like, respond to them. Like, do? that's a good thing. You have engagement. Congratulations. And, and I love that one because it was really my first moment of like, could this story be told in a, in a more relatable way that'll benefit and help more people? And we, we found it and it worked. Well, Brilliant. so for anybody that's going to watch this, let's, let's take it step by step. Let's just say that I'm a, I'm a realtor and I want to get into content. I just happen to be watching this. I'm like, okay, I'm going to make a video. Now that I've made it, what do I do with it? Who do I send it to? Like walk us through that. Yeah. Can you tease that a little bit, Sean? Yeah, absolutely. So, so first off, um, be, it, well, we got to the, I made a video step. You don't need anything more than your iPhone. Remember IMAX cameras were mm this big and those are four those were 4k cameras and this is now a 4k camera so you have no excuse of once i get the good camera i'll start recording you have it in your pocket so you've recorded your video on your cell phone if you're working with a good editing company and that's what i recommend there's you know to thomas's point there's a lot of them out there um i have one that i love that's really good with real estate i simply upload to google drive the editors then take it they'll cut out the good parts sorry let me back up when you're recording the video you want to tell the story in, in one cut, right? So you click start on the camera. You say what you want to say. You mess up. You say what you want to say. You mess up. Kind of play ping pong on that. And then you get to a point where like, oh, I'm so glad I'm done with that. That's when you click stop. So you have the whole video in one long block. That makes it easier for the editors to extract the good pieces. So the editor takes that long video. They look through it. They find the good takes. They make your little one minute or less video, hopefully 30 seconds or less video. They add the titles. They make it cute and fun. They send you the final version, and then you post it on whatever platforms you would like it to, to be seen on. 
Yeah, there's probably be... companies to help with the posting too. I bet. Well, I know yeah, there, I think there are, but I don't. I'm not a fan of that. I think that what that? you can. That's where you get lost with social media. Is I think because so many people are nervous and oh, I'm not. I hate this when people say I'm not tech savvy. I'm like, are you username and password savvy? Because that's all this is. Yeah. Um, you're not writing code. You're just clicking buttons. Um, so what I've seen is when people start to outsource their social media, it becomes, uh, it's no longer authentic and somewhat, and it becomes somewhat disingenuous. You can tell that that person is not doing it. So me personally, I'm not a fan of having somebody, uh, post on my behalf. I think it's better off if I outsource the editing, it's the longest portion of this process, get rid of that, but be yourself on social media. My, my opinion, I could be wrong. Yeah. I, there's a lot of people who say they're not tech savvy. Um, I, I feel like Deborah even touched on that a little bit recently, but like, how, how, how do you, cause I would imagine you've had a number of people through your content days and you, you just reference that kind of transformation that really happens. But have you ever been stumped by someone? Like maybe I'll ask a really mean question, but are there some people that just honestly shouldn't be on camera that you've found and like they should just write blogs or something? No. So that's a great question. And I had this last week, actually, it was a week ago today. Um, I, I had a, I went to a real estate office, was helping them. I did my workshop, like my presentation. And then I had five or six people that wanted to learn how to do the, go through this process. The very last person of the day, this is a one hour time block. Um, we chatted back and forth. We recorded a video and typically, uh, these short form videos end up having that, you know, three to seven minutes is typically what I see that long recording being that gets extracted. Hers was like 40 minutes. It took us that long to get through one edit. And what I found is when she would look, make eye contact with the camera, she would freeze. Like she L lost, her <laughs> she lost her body language. She lost her facial expression and then she would mess up and she'd start talking to me again. And it was completely natural. And so I told her, I'm like, don't do this. I was like, do podcast style, go pay money to a video studio that offers podcasts. There's one locally. So it worked out perfect. I said, you go in there with a colleague, real estate agent, you guys sit and have a chat. The cameras are there. You forget they're there. And then you'll have this long form video that you can extract short clips out of. You're going to do far better on that than you will in this because it was night and day difference. You know, it was, I'm frozen. And then she would look at me and be super animated. And so in her own head, yeah. but I told her, right. I think a lot of people would keep coaching her through. She's like, I've been paying this company, you know, I forget how much a thousand bucks a month to help me make videos. And I've posted none of them because I'm, I know this about myself. I'm like, then don't do it. Go, go do something that fits your style better. Play you know, I've, I've noticed, I've noticed two things and I'll, I'll, you can hit on both of them. One is you can tell some people when they're, they want to be scripted, but they're so much better when they free flow, they, they may run on a little bit longer. But the other is when you see somebody make a video, whether they're trying to make it funny or enjoyable or informative, and you can just tell it's not, it's not their personality. And it just, it just doesn't land right. But what's the advice on both of those things? That's a good point. That's a good question. So um, I like the idea of the scripting process to get started, but don't use somebody else's script, write your own. So it's your voice. And, you know, it's almost, I tell people when you're writing out a, a script, and I hate calling it that, but a script, write it as if you're texting someone, not writing a paper in an email, because you want it to be the way you would speak to another person, right? So start there because it will be your own voice. And then you're going to fumble less 
because you know what you want to say in these little short blocks. Once you get comfortable with that and you're more comfortable talking to the camera directly, just have the idea and drop the script entirely. And then it becomes even more your voice, but it's kind of that baby step process. I mean, it's only two steps, but that's kind of mm -hmm. what I, and that's what I'm doing. I, I am trying not to write what I want to say out anymore. I just know the concept. I'll like play it through in my head. Okay, this is what I'm going to say. I'll say it to the camera. I'll probably screw it up a bunch of times, but I'll, I'll get there. And I've found it just comes out more naturally. And another thing that I do, like my personal trick when I'm recording videos, no matter what type of video it is, is I always start off smiling at the camera. So it's like, I'll like take a breath, <laughs> smile. If you take a big exhale through your nose, your natural smile comes out for some reason. And that, that smile kind of lasts through the first part of what you're saying. And your brain stops thinking about being on video because you're focused on the breath or something. I don't know how it works, but it works. And I've found that to be a good way to get over it. Nice. Uh, one of the things, I forget where I heard this from, but I think there's, it, if you tend to ask a certain uh, more seasoned group of people, right? Like they're the ones who sometimes come up with the, like I'm not tech savvy. And I heard somebody answer it like, wait, so when did you give up learning, right? Like you, you learned how to be a loan officer, right? Okay, so, and you learned how to use a computer at some point, right? So you're just lazy, <laughs> like, because you don't want to learn. It's like, I get it, it might be hard, but you know what? There's a lot of things that are hard. You just got to put in the work and guess what? You'll you'll get better to your point. You just got to get the reps, I guess, right? Yeah, so and I, yeah, and that's what I say is it's not, we come up with reasons why we aren't doing things, Reasons are excuses. I don't have a good enough camera. I don't have the light. I don't have a studio. Um, I don't like how I look. I don't like how I sound. Those aren't reasons to not. Those aren't reasons to not start. Those are just excuses. And once you realize that, and again, to me, it's it really has become a non-negotiable. Like if if you want to grow your business, people want to know who they're working with. So for if for no other reason, give people the ability to meet you before they meet you. And I think that is one of the biggest reasons that I do it. So for as long as, as long as you've been doing this and, and as much experience as you have, what, what would you say is like the most recent game changer for you, whether it be equipment process, like that kind of thing? Uh, the mics, I think the sound is a big deal. Um, and like I said, I bought a few, but this, I think the mic, that's what I tell everyone is don't go buy a camera. Don't buy a light. If you're going to spend money on anything, buy a microphone. Um, that's been the biggest thing for me. Cause if I needed to, without a light, I could just turn towards these windows and have nice soft light. I have my IMAX camera in my pocket. I just needed a microphone. There you go. I went and bought one of these little like pocket things and just plugs into my phone now, guys. It's not that hard. I get it. It can be a challenge. Like, I feel like there's probably somebody watching this who it's like, I don't even know where to start. Like, it's almost like basically another language, right? Like you start talking about megapixels and things and okay. Well, that's where you hire somebody, I guess, right? It's like, if you need a guide, if you need a mentor, um, I, I know that there's plenty of programs that people offer, but do you, how do you kind of run your content days? Do you charge for those? Or like, what's been your kind of uh, offering to people? Um, so I, it, it's kind of become my coffee meeting. Um, you know, the, the, right. the way I'm supposed to reach people is by asking them to go to coffee. I'd rather, for me, I want to add value, right? Even if they don't start working with me, their business should be better uh, after they meet with me, it. like like it or not, that's what I that's what I want. So um, I just set up. You know, they can come to my office. I've already got everything set up. Kind of, you know, what do you want to talk about? Who do you want to reach? Kind of get through the psychology of it. I think that's another place we get lost is 
is the messaging. Um, so walk them through that, you know, okay, here's the process. I'm going to click start. You and I are just going to chat. I'm going to have you look at the camera once in a while to say things. We'll figure out what to say as we go. And then they, they leave. And then I, 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 uh, take the footage. I upload it to the editor that I work with. Um, they edit it, uh, the agent pays for the, pays for the editing. Um, and then they deliver the videos to them. That's awesome. Uh, one, I, I was just thinking to myself, like a lot of people are like, and actually, I'll, I'll pose this question to you because I feel like I've experienced this, but you have a lot more experience and you've helped other people with it. When you, you just start with your phone, right? Just start with what you have and stop making excuses. But then you make it better, right? Get a new camera. You actually hire that videographer, better microphone, whatever. Do people ever judge you for your previous content? Like, you know, I guess from that psychological aspect you just mentioned, like, I feel like a lot of people get hung up like, Oh, it's not perfect. Well, perfect doesn't exist. So let's get that over with. But for anyone out there who's like, oh my gosh, but what about like my old stuff? Have you ever run into that issue, Sean, where it's like somebody judged you for your older content? No, that's a, that's a good question. And how do you walk people through that? Well, no, that's a good, I, I would, so when you asked it the first time, I was going to say no, that no one's judged me, but it's the opposite of that is I've been complimented on how much better my new videos are. So it was a oh, reverse, wow. you know, it's, I got a compliment instead of getting judged. And I think sure. that that in itself says why everyone should start is people watch your progression. It's the same as if I weighed 600 pounds and then I got down to 400, people aren't going to talk about how awful I used to look. They're going to say, dang, man, you look great. You really lost a lot of weight. Sure. I think it's the same thing. That's awesome. No, I, I think a lot of people miss out on even capturing that component, which is the journey, right? You know, I heard uh, when I was in title insurance, I heard this other title rep teaching this class. So I'll use his analogy. I don't know if you have a different one, but you're, you could think of social media as almost like a show about you, right? Like this is the Sean Herrero show and people want to watch the show, right? And it, you can have a commercial whenever you want during the show, right? You just can't have 50% of the time you're running a commercial, right? Yeah. And that's where people are always posting, God forbid, their flyers on social media, but that happens. But then uh, it's like you're always promoting your business. So I think that that's even a good point is it personalizes like that journey, right? And you just talked about all the things that are you're passionate about that are excited, you know, that you do personally like hobbies. Uh, would you agree with that? Or do you have another way of kind of looking at that whole like concept of how much do you post about like your personal life and business, that kind of deal? No, I think I really like that analogy specifically. Um, Simon Sinek, there was a video I saw years ago that Simon Sinek did where he was talking about how businesses always make it about themselves. We, you know, we have the most RAM, the most ROM, we're the best, we're the biggest, we're this, we're that. And that's what I think real estate by far, every, every real estate agent I ever have ever met is in the top 1% or is 1% in their market or 1% on this street or 1% at this address. Is that why people should work with you because other people worked with you? And basically his message was make it about them, not about you. Right. And, and that's what I try to do. So my flow for Instagram specifically is I only post, uh, reels, uh, in my feed. That's all the, for them. And then my story is more of like, I'll mix that with my personal life and, you know, I'll share my reels or thoughts of mortgage in there. But I'm probably the worst at asking for business. I just feel like if I put out good information and people see that I'm confident and solutions oriented, people are going to find me. And that, again, I probably should ask more than I do, but we need to make 
it's not about us. Like we're here to help other people. So put out things that help them instead of saying how cool you are. Yeah. Well, I think kind of where we started, which is value creation, right? Like, yeah. uh, I was going to say, Eric, tell them about the line in the sand. <laughs> Unless well, you were well, going to say well, I, There's just something I, want, I wanted to say real quick is, Sean, I will tell you that something I had to learn after years of being the same way or feeling the same way you did was I always felt that if I was good enough at my job and people trusted me enough, then they would ask me if they needed me. Right. But there was this one point where, you know, I had this conversation with somebody and I, I, I essentially just said, well, why didn't you let me know? Why didn't you give me a shot? I was just kind of curious. He's like, because you never asked me. Yeah. Right. And it was at that point where I'm like, there's, there's still a way to ask without being, you know, obviously push your feeling awkward, but just like it's difficult um, to be on camera, asking it in a way that, that, that comes across as completely authentic and you actually doing it because you care, not because you're trying to force an action. W once you get there, it becomes a lot easier, but it's definitely probably something that would be an additive. Yeah. I shouldn't, I shouldn't assume that people are going to reach out and that's, I'll say that's, that's kind of a weakness for me is asking for business. But I mean, what you're doing, I think is creating that reciprocity for sure. Right. Um, which getting into the whole value creation, right. Like versus just being good at your job, right. And selling the same, you know, 30 year fix with cheese that everybody else is selling, right. Differentiate obviously. But yeah, I think that like, it, I remember when I was doing strictly business development and you did biz dev, right, John, like uh, with Ryan Grant and his team, like I would just tell people right away, like if I'm not worth keeping around, right? Like my goal is to create value for you, right? Like if I, if I, I wouldn't keep myself around if I was just asking for something. So I think you're doing an amazing job creating value for people. So many people could learn really from what you're doing. We only have a few more minutes left. So um, Eric, any other yeah. final thoughts, questions you wanted to ask, John? No, I, you know, I think that, you know, what's, what's nice about having conversations like this is you start to see people get more and more into content as it seems to be the way this business is going. Everybody's kind of pushing it. But I, if you had advice for somebody that is like just getting started or even people that have been doing it for a while, if it's just this broad information about what the content should look like or how it should be targeted, like what's the best advice you give to the general public? Um make it your own, you know, do what, don't try. I, I don't, I, this is so cliche, but it's like, um, everyone else is taken, just be yourself. But, you know, <clears throat> I mean, quality matters. Like do don't just ramble on about nonsense, but try and find ways to be yourself and be as authentic as possible. Everything to me comes back to being un unapologetically authentic. And that's, that's what I think if just general public, not even talking real estate or mortgage, just be yourself. Like we don't need to fake it. Just start there and everything else will be easier because you're not trying to pretend. Awesome. I think that it goes without saying, but you know what? I'm going to say the quiet part out loud. This is called the From Experience podcast. And I don't think a lot, maybe it, it has escaped someone out there that you actually have to have the experience. <laughs> so if you're not doing it, if you're not, to Sean's point, just failing, right? Fell forward, right? If you're just like loans, right? Like if you want to be a good loan officer, guess what? Like be a student of your craft, learn loans and be good at submitting clean files, right? I think that you have to get that experience. So for what that's worth, I hope you learned something from this guys. And Sean, really appreciate you making the time to come on here, share your wisdom experience with everyone. Uh, if you got something from this guys, please leave a like, share it with somebody who needs to level up their content like Sean's mom did, but it's okay. She's, she's real. She's good now, right, Sean? She's great. 
She's com- <laughs> okay. she's not comfortable, but I don't. No one ever. I'm not comfortable either. I still, it still gets awkward. Oh, yeah, that doesn't go away, but, right? Yeah. But she's yeah. She's like, I know how to do this now. There's so many pro tips. I feel like you could just throw in there, right? But it doesn't get easier, right? Like I would say it gets easier, but it doesn't go away. Maybe is a better way of saying some of that. Like I forget who I heard talking about it, but like when you. They, doesn't matter when celebrities or other people go out on stage, they're probably still nervous, right? So it's like, just accept that you're nervous. Yeah. I think it gets easier, but it's still on my board as a to-do list because it doesn't just get done. But it, it the process gets easier, but it still has, it's very easy to not do it. The easy, easy things in life are easy not to do. There you go. <laughs> we should end with that uh, cliche <laughs> quote. Perfect. All right, guys. Thank you so much for making the time. Eric, John. Everyone who got something from this, we appreciate you.